0: Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Episode 117. Now, this is where we round up the most important tech, digital, and innovation highlights from across the African continent. My name is Andy Demasu, and I'm excited to have Musa Kalenga back in his co-host seat. How's my favorite Zambian doing? <laughs>
1: your favorite yeah doubt. i'm sorry shout out to Zubs
0: shout out to chilu shout out to the rest of my zambian homies but man my, my the, the co-host is back in the building how are you doing Musa? i'm fantastic
1: man and among names like zubs and chilu I've yeah he magic <laughs> lulu hangala i see you sister but uh, this is the favorite thank, thank you, you. I'm, but, I'm, I'm happy i'm back and it's been a it's been a good start to the year so yeah i'm looking forward to 2018 it's gonna be magic Fantastic, man. The past week has
0: been incredible for you, man. Jeez.
1: What's going on, huh?
0: Pretty important agency buy-in.
1: You and Karabo Songo just closed. Yeah. Ah, I couldn't yeah.
0: be more pleased for you, bro. Yeah, well,
1: we have to drive the change. You know, we sit here and we talk about uh, owning narratives, owning agendas, trying to change things. So yeah. We actually have to do stuff. So. Yeah, so what's it called, man? Tell the people. Yeah, so we So we. Yeah, we, we, we. threw an investment vehicle, bought a, a minority stake at the moment in an in a agency called House of Brave. Yeah, something like 24.1% or um, something? 25.1%. 25.1%. Um percent. We're hoping to, to, Brave. to rack up that, in, that, that investment over the next couple of months, um, but also trying to drive change within the creative industry. There's a lot of uh, transformation challenges. There's a lot of uh, structural challenges. There's a lot of kind of big issues in the, in the creative space, and I think agencies have to transform. So yeah. we bought into a space where we think we can, you know, we can drive such an agenda, but yeah. also. Be very kind of pivotal in creating the future of what we think uh, yeah. a, a new agency or a creative entity is all about. Yeah. So that's what my job is. I've got a fancy title as a yeah. chief future officer. Yes. Now <laughs> CFO, CFO, and Karabo, of course, shout out to Karabo Songo. Yeah. He's he's the new CEO. So you correct. guys are
0: essentially board members now, correct? Shaping yeah. the future of this company. Absolutely. I'm happy to have said uh, to say that uh, you know I rate House of Brave you know quite highly. I've worked on some of their campaigns oh, as a, a, a talent and. Yeah, man. That's now excellent. it's in it's in good hands, I have no
1: doubt, man. Yeah, no well doubt. We've had a good time. So I mean also shout out to them. I think it's a it's a big thing for <laughs> agency owners to realize that they need a change. And obviously the Mac chart is putting a big stick and a lot of pressure on the others. But yeah. a shout out to the founding team, uh Rob, Vanessa and Andrew. So yeah, let's do big things as yes, uh, indeed. Said. <laughs> yes indeed. Yes indeed.
0: Well, uh here's what you can look forward to folks in this installment of the show well wait we nearly forgot our manners uh <laughs> we have a guest in the building yeah yay! <laughs> yeah a warm welcome to you a name yeah
2: thank you for having me that's awesome
0: cool man bringing some uh pretty dope female energy to the studio um i'm i am i am embarrassed to say we don't have enough incredible women and that's not because they aren't out there it's just we need to do a better job of getting you guys in here
2: uh, well you've had a good start yes <laughs> it's a good
0: start nice one touche um uh, a warm welcome to you i of course is the editor at africa check uh they're an organization which uh well they claim to be africa's first independent fact-checking organization now is that a
2: fact Anim? it is a fact yeah okay you, you learn as a fact checker to Carefully structure your claims, you know, so that it is accurate. But yeah, also um, to 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 pull a punch <laughs> for
0: sure, for sure. And if it's true, like ride that into the into the sunset, not not into the sunset, really ride it into the dawn because it's it's definitely something to be proud of. And uh, well, Anim is here to chat to us about the rise of fake news and and some other very interesting pertinent issues that are impacting every single African on the continent. Can't wait to speak to you about that, Anim. Uh, thanks for being here. Thank you. For sure. But uh, before we get to all of that, of course, we're going to be going through some of the past month's uh, bigger highlights uh, in terms of um, happenings in Africa's emerging tech and innovation scene. But first, this episode of the African Tech Roundup is brought to you by the Africa Tech Summit Kigali. It's happening in Rwanda on the 14th and 15th of February 2018. Uh, We'll definitely be there. So... Uh, can't wait to meet you there. The conference is, of course, supported by Rwanda's Ministry for ICT, and it promises to offer useful insights and top-drawer networking and business opportunities for local and international tech leaders and investors who want to drive growth on the continent. Now, we're quite pleased to be one of the, the event's media partners. We're looking forward to having you join us in taking in a host of keynotes, breakout sessions, and networking events, which will explore the latest tech and innovation trends and help you connect with over 250 tech and innovation ecosystem players from across the continent and beyond. So this is what you need to do. Head straight to africatechsummit.com. Book yourself a seat. I'm afraid the early bird special is over, but tickets still available. Uh, that's africatechsummit.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the dope list of speakers booked to attend. Really should be a great time. Uh, and I suppose it's worth mentioning that some of us are planning to catch some drinks at uh, the, the Marriott Kigali's Iriba Bar between around half past 4 and 6 p.m. on the day before the event, the 13th of February. So that's the day before the conference happens. If you're, uh, if you're in Kigali early and you want to hang out and just chill, uh, bring your own money. Yeah, to bring your own money and bring the vibe was a bunch of us will <laughs> be catching. Uh, I'm only totally serious as I say that. But uh, yes, um, we'd, we'd love to see you there and, and hang out before, you know, everything gets started the next day. Andele. Yo, You're having drinks.
1: You're gonna hang out.
0: Yeah. Are you actually speaking at the conference? Oh well, no. Well, kinda. Well, I'm <laughs> moderating, so um, yes, I'm actually facilitating two panels. I look forward to that. Uh, we'll definitely be taping tons of tons of interviews, so I'm not keynoting or anything okay. like that. But I'll definitely be on stage uh, in, I believe, a mobility panel and another panel to do with uh, you know you know the the rise of new media oh, and nice. content on the continent. So I'm really looking forward to that. Learning, looking forward to learning a lot. Yeah, so very cool you're not coming i wish you were yeah i'm not coming this time around but i'm pretty sure next time i should be there it's gonna happen it's, it's gonna, gonna happen, happen. yeah, yeah. holding yeah. So listen, we're going to jump into some of the highlights that sort of stood out to us in the last month or so. Things have come up uh, again. Guys, I know you. We, we love hearing from you. So let us know what stands out to you. Um, hit us up on on Twitter at African Roundup or you know, on facebook.com forward slash African Tech Roundup or drop us an email or, or voice note via email using uh, hello at africantechroundup.com. The reason I'm saying this is a lot of you say, oh, you missed this, you missed that. Uh, this was really important. I wish you guys had covered that. And we do listen to you and there's some things in this week's lineup that some of you suggested and and felt that were definitely worth talking to. We love that. So keep those tweets, posts, emails, voice notes coming. Uh, But without further ado, let's jump in. Guess who's a billionaire? Somebody. Somebody Zimbabwean. uh, A certain Strive Masiwa uh, has just turned billionaire. Actually, in the last two or three weeks, uh, Mm -hmm. he officially uh, became a billionaire, as it happens. Um, Actually, in the same week, Jeff Bezos became the world's richest
1: man. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What Absolutely. Do you think? He's worth $1.7 billion. Dollars is yeah. The number. And yeah. it's quite amazing. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff and he's yeah. come through the Econet group and he's been able to uh, compete in many different industries, including financial services, insurance, e-commerce, you name it. This guy's doing the thing. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really impressive. And uh, at the same time, I'm quite inspired by it because uh, we always speak about, you know, on the show, being able to build organizations, create industries, create value chains. And he's really doing the, thing. Thing. So, yeah. shout out to yeah. Strive and shout yeah. out to everything that they're trying to get done. Yeah. yeah, also quite famous for being the very first sort of mobile operator
0: yeah. um, in, in, in Nigeria. Zim. In and Nigeria. Also, and also, in Z- oh, was in Zim. Zim. I can't remember if he came first, but certainly in okay. Nigeria. Okay. I think Econet was Econet first. Um, Telusell might have been first. I yeah, don't it, might be news, so be just... it might be fake news. So be. It might be fake news. a bit, bro? We
3: just. discussed it. I
0: anything you want to do. I mean, in this set, in this segment, you, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to jump in, if we if we hit a, a, a highlight or a, a discussion point that you're interested in jumping in, please feel free. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think we will need to fact check that. Yeah. <laughs> In Who he was, was first in Nigeria? Who was
0: first in Nigeria? Yeah. Well, I mean, so I I am happy to to be corrected if I'm wrong, but um, he he from what I understand, he he took up the very first license that well mobile telco license that came up, and he later left the country for reasons he's publicized. Uh, he uh, basically corruption. He couldn't handle it, and he wasn't willing to 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 work on that on, the, on that basis. And, and a lot of people respect him for that. Um, but yeah, listen, if you're listening out there, certainly I know Anim's team team is probably all over this as they're listening going. <coughs> <laughs> so if we're, any, if we're wrong about any of these facts, trust me, you'll hear about it in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what else happened? Um, America's president uh, Trump doesn't think everything. much of uh, 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 people from the developing world. Uh, yeah, particularly Africa, I think. Sure. Uh, I think he calls us... For, um, Yeah, he's basically (laughs) legitimized a very nasty term that I personally don't like to use. Um, It's unfortunate our kids are going to grow up with like the world's most powerful political figure, um, sort of making it okay to say things like asshole. But what I found fascinating about this is the fact that we're in in an interesting time where what happens online Mm. is starting to have but not even starting. its It doesn't even take long for things that happen online or things that spread online mm. or disseminate online to have real world impact. Just yeah. ask the, the 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 shop managers at H&M yeah. uh, around the, the country in South Africa. Those stores got trashed off the yeah. back of people going, this is rubbish. If you're going to be in our country, we're not going to take it. Yeah. So it's interesting to me to see how the line, I suppose, uh, Arab Spring started the, mm. like it in a massive way. Yeah, but it's interesting to me how even social issues um, are starting
1: to sort of resonate in the real world in in ways we've never seen before. I think technology's done a few interesting things because I suppose historically downtrodden or historically. Um, disadvantaged individuals didn't have platforms to rally on the same level that they can rally now. Yeah. Um, and that rallying when it happens online tends to express itself in, a, in quite an exaggerated way in real life, right? Yeah, yeah. So if we look at what happened with H&M, um, you know, whether or not you you believe it was the right or the wrong thing for EFF to, to do what they did, essentially they were taking a standpoint around this notion that casual racism is something that just can just fly. Um, on top of that, obviously casual racism coming from an organization that is not even a South African business. Um, their standpoint was extreme and I, I think i posted online that at some point the person that you've been abusing will turn on you and when they turn on you it's not going you can't deter you can't dictate the terms in which they'll turn yeah. on you
0: and um, i suppose people listening who are not familiar with the case h&m yeah. one of the world's biggest fast fashion brands um basically put out a, a, an ad campaign that depicted a little boy with a t-shirt on uh that said you know that a little black boy little black boy yeah it turns out he's a monkey yeah. according to the t-shirt no, and the coolest monkey coolest in the monkey <laughs> coolest <laughs> monkey in the jungle so there's the fact jungle we've <laughs> got <laughs>
1: check here I'm just <laughs> like
0: <laughs> we've got coolest we've got coolest monkey jungle all in the same sentence black in boy Africa, in the picture yeah. in yeah. Africa the, you know and and yeah it was just uh, uh, quite a thing and of course people are all over the world of course and then it didn't help that his parents when asked like where were you of course were in fact in the room when the boys you know picture was being taken for this campaign yeah. and, and they hit back against everyone saying you know mind your own business we know what we're doing you know we don't you know storm in a teacup um but it's just fascinating to see how that played out you know i mean maybe you i know you've got like an extensive career in various forms of of journalistic expression as it were in in different media environments you know (laughs) tell me what you make of this quote-unquote democratization of of media that we're seeing today where people are participating, actively participating, sometimes constructively, other times not. And also the impact is having on real life, you know, in mm. the case of South Africa, mm. you know, a political party, basically trashing shops.
2: Well, I tend to take a <clears throat> optimistic view. And for me, it's very positive that people, and especially around the continent, I, 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 on Instagram, you can follow, um, you know, various accounts that show you, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the side of Africa that you don't regularly see, you know, the fashion, the cities, the mm. tech, the... Mm. So, um, it's out there, and, and I've seen also, after the s comments, you mm. know, how many people um, in my circles, but also beyond, who are pushed back and said, you don't know what you're talking about, uh, mm. you haven't experienced this, and so, for people out there, especially uh, that don't know Africa, there are so many avenues in, mm. and also, our, our website, you know, um, being able to, from the continent to set right inaccuracies or i mean even in that comment like you know sl countries like haiti and africa hmm. i mean uh a okay, con- countries. countries like africa <laughs> africa is you know, not a country
0: homie <laughs> <You're Trump.
2: laughs> you know yeah so get it right buddy it's it's one of our most popular f- fact checks or reports we've ever done is like how many countries in africa and yeah. it's not that straightforward, actually. Yeah. If you look at African Union memberships versus UN membership, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. it varies between 54 and 50, well, 54 members of the AU and 54, no, it's now, I think, 55 with Morocco. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So it depends who you ask and, well, who, who's legitimately allowed to decide how many countries Africa has? Yeah, but it's not, not, people
2: think it's like, oh, Africa can't decide how many countries they are, but it's not unusual. You know, like in Europe, there are also, you yeah. know, strives uh, Catalonia, you know, like yeah. regions that want to have autonomy, that yeah. want to be counted as a country. So, Is Scotland nearly a country?
0: <laughs> <laughs> According to countryhood a country, But yeah, they decided not to be But yeah, it, it, quite an interesting take Also, um, given you know, your experience in the, in the field um, I saw an
1: interesting WhatsApp uh, yeah. a, a video that came through So it's a Nigerian guy, right? Mm. It's, like a, it's like a selfie video vibe And he's talking about the statement And he goes, he starts out pretty uh, Pretty interestingly So he says, I heard the statement that was made By, uh, by uh, President Trump um, And unfortunately I agree with him Sure. So yeah, that's what that's what I did. So I thought, okay, let me listen. Let me listen to this thing. And he goes, I come from Nigeria, and I'm unfortunately living in in the US at the moment. But if you look at the corruption that's happening in Nigeria, if you look at, and he categorically goes through a number of things, and he says, unfortunately, Nigerians and my Nigerian counterparts, please acknowledge that we are coming from an asshole country. And then and then he takes a turn. He goes, however. We still have a responsibility to get back to our s country and to fix it because if it's not going to be us, and he goes on a whole tirade to say if we're not going to be the ones driving the change in corruption, etc., etc., etc. But he pretty much you know flips the argument on its head, and I thought to myself, well, that's an that's an interesting view because once again, back to the argument that Africa is not a country, I think there's very specific countries that may you know share in the fact that they don't have the most wonderful or the most perfect conditions economically or otherwise, um, but you can't shake the fact that it's nobody else's responsibility hours to fix that yeah. but b there are other countries that may not feel that way at all about their country right so so i think it was quite interesting but i also find it uh, i find it disheartening that uh, as i said we've, we've spoken about it a number of times um that trump and his frame of reference um and that he can go on platforms and that can Actually, become truth, and I think that's what we'll get to at some yeah. point. Yeah, because we're um, going to discuss this. Like, yeah. really,
0: uh, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought it up because yeah. I wanted to talk about that later when when we discuss this idea of agenda setting and how really narratives promoted and broadcast constantly uh, by people with the power to set agenda,
1: or even carelessly, or even yeah, carelessly. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, but it, but I mean, but still, it, it does speak to like people who have the power. To Absolutely. Do so. Yeah. so whether we're talking about uh, a, a massive. U.S. celebrity who, you know, who's more followed than anyone on earth Mm. and how, you know, crippling something they say in a moment of sort of jest Mm. can impact a whole country or an Mm. economy or whether we're talking about Trump or Mm. we're talking about a gentleman like you're mentioning Mm. who, frankly, has, you know, some level of power and and agency because he's able to, one, express himself, Mm. he's able to put himself online, he's able to reach... the 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 whatsapp feed of someone like musa kalenga Mm. you know what i mean that's some significant power that we don't really think about in in today's modern age and in in many ways uh those of us who are early adopters to or quite active participants of this new digital age are are more empowered than we than anyone in our past has ever been before and the question is where does the how, how do we start to discuss who has the right to set agenda and and, and how do we police that right if we must or how do we teach people how to wield it with with
1: responsibility and that kind of thing so I really wanted to talk about this in a little bit but I'm glad you brought it up yeah and then maybe just to close that thought because as you were talking it just came to me that because you know, cause obviously it's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you think about, I mean, the story that broke um, relating to the coolest uh, monkey in the jungle, yeah. From if I remember correctly, it was actually broken by uh, The weekend, the, the rapper in the US. Um, and obviously coming from the point of view that he's probably got a lot of followers, he was able to bring attention or shine a light on something yeah. that ultimately, if you look at the ripple effect, has led to... H&M almost have they closed are they planning to close there's there's rumors well there's
0: rumors that there's certain places where they might close they've apologized frankly I don't
1: think that's going to happen
0: yeah I think in a, in a year, also given just the the volume of content that yeah. comes online yeah. in this space, or even just stuff in general, it'll disappear. I think it'll disappear. Yeah. Um, I think but, they'll recover,
1: but from a tweet, right? From a tweet, so, yeah. from a tweet that yeah. the weekend sent, based on the fact that he's got, that he's got however many followers yeah. on, on on Twitter. So it's interesting. So, so that's we can a direct musician. correlation. People listening to you are going, "Who's the weekend?" He's a he's yeah. a very popular <laughs> U- American musician. The kids dig him.
0: Your kids are listening to him. Yeah, it, yeah. maybe they shouldn't be listening to him, but yeah, he's a big deal uh, yeah. i think uh, yes of african origin yes um but he's he's definitely a, a canadian artist actually canadian, canadian. i think canadian mm. yeah fact check fact check but yeah let's, <laughs> fact check, oh, my word. i mean you're making us nervous <laughs> all uh, right so let's talk about how uh the democratic republic of the congo the world's number one producer of cobalt is looking to double at least to double mining taxes for, the, uh, for that mineral. Over a year ago, we made quite a stink about um, the extent to which big mobile manufacturers like Samsung and Apple were turning a blind eye to the the human rights violations that are happening in some of the mining activities, not just in the DRC, but in other developing parts of the world where cobalt is mined. DRC is light years uh, ahead of uh, other countries in the world that mine the mineral. And yeah, and conditions in that country for that mineral are really, really, really dire from what I understand that because of, you know, Amnesty International and efforts by other organizations such as them, there's a little more attention or a spotlight being placed on, you know, the rights of min- minors and certainly to trying to ensure that you don't have underage minors in that, in that space. But interesting to see the government going, OK, we're on to you. We're going to raise royalties. Yeah, what do you think, Anim? Do you think are you hopeful that these resources will be channeled to make things better, create better conditions?
2: Well, yeah, if it if it goes towards um, increasing safety and um, environmental, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, um, responsibility, then I'm all for it. But sadly, the history there in that region has shown that more often than not, it goes into a back pocket. So let's yeah, let's hope that. With the scrutiny that you're talking about that yeah. yeah it will will lead to good change yeah
0: yeah and i remember being on the show and saying to everybody it's all well and good for us to, to be in you know to to raise righteous indignation around in, in on this issue but musa and i both have macbooks on our laps mm-hmm. <laughs> and you you know yeah. you've got uh, you've got a a, a uh, phone and yours a samsung mm-hmm. in yours and yeah, we're we're all we're, this is this is our problem, and mm-hmm. we're all sort of contributing to it if we're honest.
2: Mm, don't touch us on our, our tablets. Don't touch <laughs> us on our tablets.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but the tablets. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, but um. So I mean, this is more than just about what the DRC decides mm-hmm. to do. This is more than just about what. Apple or Samsung decides to. This is about what we will tolerate as as world citizens, African citizens. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an important issue to flag. I, I, I certainly believe that Africa is constantly shortchanged in terms of the benefit the rest of the world gets from our raw materials. And yeah, so I, I would never look at this and go, do not do it i mean in terms of like raising the taxes I'm, I'm like do it um but i certainly hope that you're moving the needle for for the continent Absolutely. in ways that weren't possible before the extra sort of revenue was was being wrecked in
2: what Absolutely. about a kind of a HM and m uh campaign uh, but a cobalt one and we get the weekend in and you know like <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs> change,
2: change things except
0: the weekend was was i think he was a, a brand ambassador for h&m at some point um yeah so i think uh, it would require a, a big name brand to sort of stand in for, <laughs> for like, but yeah, it could be any one of the, the number of celebrities that, that promote Apple or Samsung exactly, yeah. going, yeah. we don't like what's
1: in your phones. What are you doing about it? Mm. You're so right, Anim. I hadn't thought of that though, yeah, it's oh, yeah. a very different take on the know. on the problem, but yes that's absolutely that's using the power of technology to be <laughs> able to change the and technology. celebrity absolutely and online and scaling a conversation and <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh,
0: Cape Town is going to be the world's first major city to run out of water, so it seems um just over three months left, day zero, as they're calling it is going to is set for April twelfth Do you guys know what needs to happen? for d-day to be averted could there be enough rain between now and then do you think no, no, it's, no. A,
2: it's a winter rainfall region so yeah. but i think um pastor Boro said that he's gonna pray he, <laughs> he's gonna make it rain, so make it rain. <laughs> okay I think so we, i yeah, believe in prayer times.
0: Just, it's just pastor Boro is <laughs> problematic but pastor Mboro is a yeah i don't even so the are people listening to this most of our listeners of course are abroad uh, so they're thinking who on earth is that um <laughs> yeah i think it's fair to say he's a dodgy Uh, spiritual leader if we can even Google him Google Google Pastamboro if you must
1: is it MB MB, or
0: is it MBO I think it's M-B-O-R-O Pastamboro so he claims he's going to do something about making sure that you know Day zero doesn't happen. Mm. You're in Cape Town soon. I am. I also support of your very,
2: own water. Pack my own stuff, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm actually going to be supporting an entrepreneur there, um, Ludwig Marishani, who's got the dry bath, right? And I think this is such an ah. amazing opportunity for a person like him, right? So there's yeah. there's a few responses commercially that. <clears throat> have created have been created out of this out of this challenge the first is that there is actually technology available in south africa that essentially is able to convert atmospheric pressure into water um the challenge is that the politics that require that you need to deal with to get that to commercial um, scalable use in communities is is big the second thing is to be very practical about responding to it. As I said, there's a great entrepreneur, a South African, who's patented technologies where you can use a dry bath essentially. So you don't have to use water to kind of bath yourself. So I hear
0: kids all over
1: the world going, Get
0: me some of that. Like <laughs> some varsity students going, Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm
1: gonna I'm to unfortunately selfishly not even selfishly, um I'm openly punting because I yeah. think No in, no no you worth know, no, punting. Good on him. him. Um but I also found a very interesting narrative. I mean, one of my one of my colleagues was on Facebook going, "Geez, I come from Kwakwa and we've had day zero since I, you know, since I remember I was born. So what's this whole thing about?" Um, which brings into play just this other, you know, alternative view on the fact that you know we're panicking because it happens to affect sub- white white suburbia Cape Town. Why, you know, why yeah. is this day zero concept become such a thing when yeah. it's been you there've know, been communities right. um, going with with little or no correct water supply
0: correct um to their areas for decades correct and hasn't really trended on twitter absolutely yeah. and if you
1: look at probably if you just look at the body count in terms of people affected it's probably yeah. chalk yeah. and cheese right yeah so i thought that was an interesting kind of sh- string of thought coming out of this whole day zero thing
0: to sort of link what you're saying with something else i heard at another water cooler um is this notion that of course uh, cape town is the capital of DA, which is a, the Democratic Alliance, of course, has its own country, in the Western Cape. And, and so, so, yeah, so that's their capital city and, and their pride and joy. And as it turns out, they haven't run it nearly as well as they could have. And that's pretty embarrassing. And right now, um, some are suggesting that the infighting that's trying to push the, the DA mayor, mm. um, uh, Patricia. Patricia DeLille, yeah. out of power is sort of like the sacrificial offering. Um, to to
2: for the
0: <laughs> to pacify the thirsty masses. <laughs> so it is interesting, like the politics of it, right? It this idea that um Cape Town easily the jewel, the the urban jewel of the continent. At least we're talking let's talk oh, the city bowl.
2: Drill, the tourism jewel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we'll
0: talk about the City Bowl and, and the winelands. Let's let's pretend like the townships don't exist. Mm. But let's uh, <laughs> 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 No, it's only most Shella of the Zilla, yeah. off with his head. <laughs> only, only most of the population lives in the, the townships. But let's pretend they're not here. So we're really proud of Cape Town as a continent, <laughs> yeah. as a country. Yeah. But the politics of this water situation, fascinating, yeah. right? And can I just mention that we 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 recently had um, uh, a guest on, as a guest on the show, Bert uh, Brugerman of uh, Gefira Solutions from Silicon Valley. He's a hardware specialist. He's worked with the biggest companies, uh, mm. Silicon Valley companies, and 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 smaller ones too. And it's interesting. He he pointed out that he's fascinated whenever he visits the continent how little focus there is on building solutions, practical solutions mm. to boring problems like oh, hang on, Uh, we might not have water by the 12th of, of April.
1: Like, and, and not not a new problem. Not a new problem, I, you, did, Was this fake news that, I saw a clip going around, someone took a picture of a, a news article oh, that yeah. essentially said they've known this for like 17 years or something along those lines. I saw lines. that as well, yeah. but yeah. We,
2: we didn't look into it. But uh, I mean... It's it's obvious that South Africa is a dry country. Yeah. Um. Its population is growing. Yes. So it's not something that if you run out of water today that you can, you know, bring on a dam, you know, by next week. Yeah. It's something that takes a lot of forward right. planning. Right. So, to it's like the fair, ESCOM thing, right? It's like, exactly, like the ESCOM thing where yeah.
0: people were like, leadership in ESCOM, South Africa's power parastatal, they were told. Yeah. Uh, they, they've known for decades yeah. that we were going to hit a certain snag. Yeah i.e., population growth, mm-hmm. yeah. and they didn't work and towards demand, yeah. Yeah, demand, yeah, yeah. So,
2: d- to be fair to the DA, um, I mean, the, their response been atrocious, but um, there's national, uh, the government of, uh, the Department of Water and Sanitation also had to yeah. come to the party and, you know, plan and build dams or desalination plants. And mm. But I think uh, what you touch on is um, maybe there should be also a d- democratization of um, these kind of, you know, power supply and water supply, so yes. that we're more um, self-sufficient. Mm. And I would have hoped that government would, um, you know, when the ESCOM the crisis was um, happening, they subsidized like solar geysers and gas stoves and all that. Yeah. And I'd love to get a subsidy for like a JoJo tank, um, mm. and to help me collect yeah. grey water and mm. even like um there's there's actually like a the world toilet challenge mm-hmm. that the bill and melinda gates foundation sponsors <laughs> and you have to build a toilet that runs on less than 50 cents a day okay. um that's not connected to any um you know water supply mm-hmm. or power supply or sewer supply so and there's amazing prototypes that are coming out yeah. of that okay. um and maybe can't I be subsidized to yeah. have one of those? Like, I was yeah. going to
0: say, are we are we funding, and I, perhaps this is happening, um, are we funding uh, startup uh, activity in this space? Are we incentivizing mm-hmm. the smartest young engineers, no. developers, inventors, as you say, to to come up with solutions to some of the more boring problems? No. And I say boring, I say that tongue-in-cheek, obviously. Yeah, but because, it's Because, I mean, apps are great. You yeah. know, we could use another Facebook no. Psych. <laughs> um, but I'm. Do you, you understand
1: what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think that yeah. The, the the financial focus is definitely generally on the sexy stuff because it follows the agenda of you know can I get great headlines out of you know my involvement. But yes. but yes, I mean we had that conversation where we did definitely say there is a need to refocus innovation to refocus technology to get. But the challenge is that someone needs to buy into it authentically. You know, mm. I, I really think it's not a short term play. Mm. I think a lot of the problems that need to be solved. You know. If someone has got vision and someone has got a little bit of a of a of a, of a balance sheet, um, we can actually drive huge change, huge huge yeah. change. But it takes dedication, it takes a bit of persistence. So yeah, we, which speaks to some of the things I said in in, mm-hmm. in last week's
0: episode that uh, we we might actually be promoting a culture of teaching. Our entrepreneurs and the youth who are like joining the, the startup ecosystem that if something's not going to sort of blow up in like a year and scale at a certain massive hockey stick rate, mm. um, it's not worth doing. Yeah. And I don't feel like these problems we're talking about, can be approached any other way frankly Mm. it could be seven years of your life before you get to the toilet (laughs) (laughs) to to a toilet like all of us would readily buy in the suburbs you Mm -hmm. know what i mean it could be and the question is are we are we engendering that in our in our sort of entrepreneurial culture Um I don't think so if I'm honest. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah,
2: but it also I mean it has to be we we can't expect and turn to government every time mm. to solve these kind of problems. Yeah. They also need to be Cuz clearly they a... won't.
0: It doesn't And clearly it's it's becoming quite clear that granted I mean I'm not trying to 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 sort of, you know, be nasty to whichever party you, you know, mm-hmm. ruling or otherwise, but Clearly, they won't. I mean, they're actually paralyzed or, or imprisoned by the very system that they participate in. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, whether the DA argues that it's the ruling party and the department that didn't do what they were supposed to do, or the DA, in fact, was far more clueless than some people hoped they would be, you know, it just comes down to the fact that it got it didn't get done. Yeah. And, and it's getting really embarrassing. And to your point, that's probably the only reason why it's trending, because yeah. it's embarrassing the type of people who, frankly, have a lot of time and energy to tweet. Absolutely. Nice, rough. But hey, let's move on. Let's talk about some of the, this is easily one of the things I I was most excited, I've been most excited about over the last month. Tell us why. If you, uh, eh, listen, flying between (laughs) African cities, guys. So my wife and I, um, we're gonna be at Afrobytes Paris. So, you know, get your tickets now, it's in June. Um, uh, Head to afrobytes.com, we'll be in Paris for that. On our way there, we'll be in Amsterdam for you know the, we're hosting a meetup there more 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 to follow on that um but that's not the point guess where we really wanted to go afterwards on holiday we wanted to go to morocco and tunis mm-hmm. and we're going to need so if we're, we're gonna visit paris marseille then we're gonna uh, the plan is um to hit Mar- to, to hit marrakesh um casablanca and then tunis and maybe something else but it's turning out cheaper to fly back to Paris and then back to South Africa crazy. than it is to fly direct from, say, Marrakesh or Tunis. It's crazy, right?
2: yeah. Jeez, yeah. Right?
0: So, and this is true for pretty much most of North Africa. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely true for a lot of Central and West, um, and West Africa. It's kind of changing somewhat for East Africa because of the volume of travel. Mm-hmm. But... Guys, I mean, this is unacceptable. Yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. It's shocking. And so, twenty three African states, including South Africa, Nigeria, and Kenya, have launched a single aviation market. Um, the aim is to, you know, make connect, you know, connectivity improve between African countries, uh, reduce fares. Um, stimulate economic growth on the continent. This is just three decades after this idea was first pitched at the African <laughs> Union. Yeah. Um, so this is the first phase. They're rolling out um, what they're calling the single African air transport market, and yeah, most people in the industry um, that I've I've seen, you know, views come up from in in the media whether it's airline brands or uh, sort of, you know, brand essay and
1: people like that, they're all going, oh my word, this is going to be life-changing. I don't know what you guys think. I think it's fantastic. We've recently been in exactly the same situation, trying to plan a holiday um, and, and travel. It's just, it's just staggering. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> you, yeah. know, you just think to yourself, in this day and age, is it really this difficult to move from one area, one place in Africa to the other? And, and by the way, I didn't tell you that, um, Joe back to Paris. Joe back to Amsterdam. Mm. Joe, come on, easy
3: Cheapest peasy, chips. dude. Yeah. Cheapest,
0: cheapy, easy. So you want? You're not happening. We're basically taking our hard earned rands, yeah. Quachas you know, mm-hmm. I almost said Zim dollars. That's not a thing. Anymore. <laughs> but we're literally, we're literally, yeah. we're, we're literally 30, investing yeah, yeah. in in the tourism economies of the world's wealthiest countries. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's insane. I, um, we were invited, Africa Check, to speak um, at an event in the um, Cape um, Verde. Cape Verde. Yes. Off um, the coast of, uh,
0: West coast of the West yes. coast of Africa.
2: And in the end, I had to ask our um, guy in London to go because. i I was looking at flights from nigeria i was looking at flights from Kenya. i was looking at flights from south africa and it would have taken us 24 hours to to get there so in the end yeah and lucky for alphonse he got to go but it was just like logistically it would have been impossible or very difficult that's
0: insane that's a shame it's a shame that's got to change so i'll be watching for these uh, flight tickets to change uh shout out to you african union um yeah things move slow over there in in addis ababa yeah. but, you know at the headquarters of the au um but thank you for moving this this particular issue i'm really grateful yeah and so moving on to some vc news uh, there's been a lot of musing and shaking. Lots of interesting—I wouldn't say interesting—announcements. Tons of ins- uh, announcements. Everyone's coming to the continent. Everyone's opening an office. When I say everyone, of course, I just—I don't mean everyone, but you get the point. It's like it's getting really popular to say we're moving to Nairobi, we're moving to Cape Town, we're moving to Joburg, we're moving to Lagos. We, you know, we're we're doing VC differently. Um, Partech Ventures, however, they're a transatlantic venture capital outfit. Um, They—the they, reason I'm interested in what they're talking about is because one. They're moving to Dakar, Senegal, which is different Oh really and um, they're moving to, into into you know French speaking Africa uh, they're headquartering in, in French speaking Africa which is which is interesting yeah um, I also I mean they already have offices in San Francisco Paris and Berlin, and according to Tijane D- uh, Dem, uh, who's their general partner at Partec Africa, um, they already do b- around 70 deals. On yeah. the, around the world yeah. and they're looking to participate or invest in in opportunities that require funding to the tune of 600,000 awesome. uh, dollars minimum Uh, and anything up to about six million dollars so these are ticket prices that i you know i like to hear because it to me it signals significance yeah significance (laughs) and intent like real intent as to whether they'll actually manage whether the pipeline can sustain um, those kind of deals that's another matter but i like the attitude that we know this is the level of of action we can get here, and yeah. we want to play at this level. And mm. don't come here with your peanuts and your and your startup competitions and stuff. Yeah. and, and you're your bringing us real deals,
1: <laughs> and your what? <laughs> and your incubators and your incubators
0: <laughs> and stuff. And I say that with with yeah. respect. Some of you, you know, are friends of ours, and we did what you do. Mm. Many of you, we just don't rate. Let's yeah. be honest.
1: I mean, I think that's a great move. I mean, when I was mm. at, still working at the, at the at the the blue business, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I realized well, so was it Facebook? I realized that there was such an amazing opportunity. If you looked at stats and data relating to how um, francophone africa were coming online and the things that they were doing mm. and the ratio of products and services that were being provided to them was super super low mm. so i think it's a it's a very clever strategic thing to do because i think they're probably the most underserviced market but they are hungry mm. um for solutions for innovation for whatever it is um yeah so i think good on good on them and kudos that'll yeah. be a really good one to watch and i suppose while we're on the topic uh disrupt africa put out a
0: list of what they consider to be the most active vcs on the continent presumably in terms of uh, the size of the deals they've been involved with through 2017 um but yeah so on that list you've got the likes of great craft partners 500 uh, startups um action i think that's how you say it accion algebra ventures finally an african (laughs) uh, an african outfit that's the egyptian um outfit um based in cairo uh, y Combinator, of course, on that list. Uh, Calon Venture Partners, South Africa's Southern very own yeah. uh, ventures platform. Shout out to to, to Abuja, mm. the Abuja-based uh, uh, form, uh, rounding out that list. So three out of that uh, out, out of the seven listed there being you know homegrown venture capital outfits. Um, we can we can do better. And look, welcome to the party, Partech <laughs> Ventures. If you're here to add value, we, we welcome you. But you know, we'll be watching to see what you do. Perhaps you make disrupt Africa's list uh, end of the the year we'll see but um again we we like to track value and in terms of the signals the sends in terms of the announcement and the intent this suggests we like what we're hearing and all the best to you out there in mm-hmm. uh
2: Please go and say hello to our colleagues in um, Senegal. Oh yeah, yeah you, go, have, yes, uh, you guys are people there. We were there wow. first, yeah. Yes,
0: look at you, <laughs> African Look at you, the oh, look at you. So no, 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 yeah, definitely. Uh, Francophone Africa has got a lot to offer. Um, central, and I'm talking Francophone Africa uh, countries in um, uh, West and Central Africa. I think mm. definitely overlooked for far too long. We're going to wade through all the sort of cryptocurrency excitement and hype that's been going on to bring you quite an interesting story around uh, a recent ICO, an African ICO, Shore Remit. You might recall in December announced that they'd be trying to raise uh, via a, an initial coin offering. Shore Remit, if you're not aware, is a non-cash remittance platform. They're majority owned uh, by the Nigeria-based fintech holding company, Greenhouse Capital, which is in turn uh, part of the, uh, the Venture Garden Group. So, yeah, they succeeded. They raised $7 million, guys. Look at that. So I saw the, the sort of the paper, you know, outlining the the offer. Yeah. It was very posh.
1: Um so basically, they allow immigrants all over the world to remit tokens, right? Uh, yes, to purchase like digital vouchers.
0: Yes. Yeah. So sure Remit, basically, what they do is basically allow you anywhere in the world. Um, they target African diasporans, obviously. They partner with with uh, um, with suppliers on the continent, retailers on the continent. Mm-hmm. You pay in um, in 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 the UK or wherever you are, mm-hmm. and your family can pick up goods at like their local game or. Um, the, the, the local shell garage, um, uh, Jumia or via Jumia or the local spa, that kind of thing. It's a very clever idea. And, um, they've, they've significantly brought down the the cost of, uh, uh, remittance by doing that. And, and they've got all the, the, amazing, great partners. And so that's the business model that's backing this initial coin offering. They're like, listen, we have a working ecosystem and we, you know, we want, you know, to grow this. We, we don't want to do this the way everyone does. Uh, and, Look, they've seven million in. For all the, the 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 stuff people say about why this is a problematic and potentially bubble causing endeavor, this whole ICO thing, this is interesting. I kind of I'm kind of glad they got this right.
1: I'm interested in the business model: uh, zero cost, non cash remittances. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they. Yeah.
0: And by the way, I'll, I'll be set right very quickly uh, <laughs> this coming week because I'm speaking to the CEO of Venture Partners oh, uh, of Venture Garden. Yeah. Um, about this whole ICO thing, to yeah. me, I'm staying away from this whole vibe, and I don't know whether that makes me old-fashioned. <laughs> yes, it does. But it makes me—it does, right? But it, th- I mean, this is interesting it makes to me. me vintage, and it makes me vintage. Yeah? <laughs> I'm, I'm aging well, hopefully. No, yeah. but I, I, I like the idea that there's a you know nice, beautiful, clean-cut African success story in this space. I like that, mm-hmm. but I'm not into the vibe. I'm not into the scene
1: i've got a meeting with a crypto miner after this <laughs> nice that's how in the scene i it. <laughs> the only reason i even have like is it like a thousand or two thousand rands worth of
0: of bitcoin is because of you and because yeah. and you went yeah. oh well i'm doing it let me let me try it out and i know I, and no Musa's is not trading in the stuff he's not but he's definitely Tinkering. dabbling dabbling seriously yeah what do you what do you think of this whole thing
2: um, I think I need to get some more um, information and research. I've actually wanted to commission like a fact sheet and just to break it down for people and mm, yeah. explain uh, what they need to know. But if they, they lose their one. life
0: savings, they'll be they'll be coming for you, eh? Yeah. Based on your advice or your well, assessment of it. Our
2: tagline is that we. Um, provide you with accurate information to better inform your decisions. Okay. So, I mean, the decision is yours, but <laughs> yes. you just want to make sure you you, you base it on accurate information. that's yeah? true.
0: And I suppose you do not want to be getting this wrong. no (laughs) easily one of the biggest digital economic issues of our times Mm -hmm. you certainly want to put your best people on this (laughs) so yeah i thought that was interesting yeah um so i'll be speaking to venture garden ceo bunmi akinyamiju uh i'll be speaking to him next week and we'll be putting out that conversation in in, in, you know in the coming weeks so look out for that and (laughs) you should definitely tune in and so yeah probably the last thing we'll touch on before we we do like a quick run of like some international items Mm -hmm. um even though trump kind of made it into our africa section. <laughs> I feel bad about that. But uh, but anyway, um Iono. Yeah. You might you guys might know Iono.fm because some of you listen to this podcast or listening to this podcast via that very platform. Now the reason they've made into our news segment is because we're a little miffed with them a little bit. That's because uh when they first started out, you know, to be what's now easily one of the continent's largest sort of podcast repositories um they they their sale to me this is almost quote unquote was come everything's free for the foreseeable future it'll be free we'll give you you know limited analytics and for sure every month we get like a basic analytic and in, in, analytic information from them mm. um but yeah host with us you know leave soundcloud you know and, and it'll be great and we'll you'll we'll, we'll do you well our our little widgets great everywhere and and i have to be honest we've enjoyed a great service and it's all been free but i got an email the other day from their coo and, yeah, they, they've they got paid options now that we're basically forced into if we are to continue to enjoy that service. If you've got more than 50 clips of, of content, um, basically in another three months' time, you'll be disabled or you'll be unable to to basically mm. operate on that platform. And that's not what I was sold at the beginning. So I'm not angry that they're turning on, you know, monetization. Every startup must at some point. I am aware that this is not the only way they monetize. I was not sufficiently informed as an early adopter relatively early adopter to their platform Mm. we were not informed and and yeah i suppose they got just over two hundred thousand dollars of angel funding in 2016 you know in a round led by clifftop colony their runway is probably running out at this point and they need to turn things on i get it okay so this is not me trying to be a a, a, you know a i do think that they should have managed letting us know about what their roadmap would look like for sure. a little better. Sure. And I'm so glad that our primary publishing platform at African Tech Roundup is SoundCloud. So, so frankly, we could turn off everything that's going on at Aiono. Um It would inconvenience us because people pull that RCS feed from other places and stuff. It would, it would, We would take a knock in the short term, but mm. frankly, we, we don't need them nearly as much as perhaps, probably don't need us as much as, you know, either. But the fact is, Um, I'm sitting here because my expectations weren't managed well. And, you know, more of the story, beware of the freemium offer. Am I making too much of this, do you think?
2: No, No. I think they should reward loyalty. And you were an early adopter. So at least, yeah, I think they should allow you they to need to sell now um, mm. membership models but they should um, keep their promise or their s- yeah. sales pitch to you
0: yeah mm. because i did have like telephonic conversations mm. with their sales people when we first came on it was like come on board you've got a great you guys have a great product we might help you monetize that you know they they do they do partner on campaigns that bring advertisers to you in exchange for a percentage of your of your, your sure. of your ad revenue and stuff like that and i thought yeah this is this is great. If you guys are able to do that, great. No problem. Let's do that. And yes, we're, you know, we're back end. our back end is really easy to use. We'll, we'll use you. Don't go with Stitcher. Don't go with SoundCloud. Come with us. Um, I don't, you know. But um, so far, I have to say, SoundCloud service um, has knocked the pants off of them. And to be fair, they're just a much bigger company, and we've just enjoyed working with them as well. But we've worked with both. Is my point. We've mm. supported and backed their hustle. I have no gripe with the level of service we've received. Um, it's just, again, you're
3: mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's
0: just uh, why, or maybe, because maybe, I can't possibly be the only one. We can't possibly be the only ones a little miffed about this. So.
2: No. Yeah, I mean, if, if you reward loyalty, um, you would now tell people, um, sign up for this. It's cost this much, but it's really worth it. Absolutely. You know, um, going forward, I would recommend it. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't be saying on your... Um, show that we're yeah. the freemium model. but yeah. yeah, because
0: that's that's the moral, guys. Yeah. Um, there are lots of startups out there coming at you with ideas. And and I suppose startup founders listening to us, mm-hmm. like uh, this is a, a moral to you, to you too. Um, right now, it feels like you can sort of just promise everyone the world and it won't matter. And you turn the corner and you suddenly need to, you're under sort of financial pressure. You need to change a model or pivot or whatever. And you don't really think it's going to affect People who, frankly, have been your champions—you didn't realize it. Uh, you need to sort of pro- be proactive about what your roadmap looks like, and and mm-hmm. and then sort of communicating that adequately. I mean, if we'd been told, for example, yeah. that we're one or two, maybe even three or four years away from yeah. charging you for this service, yeah, um, I, I definitely would have made a different
1: decision. It's interesting because we had this conversation. So one of the businesses that that uh, that I run is called Clock, and yeah. uh, Clock's got eight hundred teachers that use the platform. Yeah. Um and clock education uh, clock dot education I don't mind punting it you guys are dope yeah, yeah. Right, so, so so one of the things we actually had as a consideration is typically a teacher is not necessarily ever going to be the one that's going to pay for it um, but the 800 that have signed up are always going to be able to access the platform for free right and it was around the same kind of notion that it would be just not nice you know all of a sudden you log in one day and you can't teach geography though mm-hmm. that's not cool or like yeah. only three of your courses are available the yeah. other 80 yeah, you got to pay now. and, you were, You're and you were early adopted and you, and believed, an early adopter. And you so yeah. Yeah, so I and you told your friends. Yeah, no, I completely get it. But I, I and
0: your and your and and your content is like links to your content all over the internet now. Correct, now yeah. you're like, ha gotcha. Yeah, no, it's not cool.
1: Come not now. cool. But yeah, note to note to
0: startup founders. Note to startup founders, guys. Yeah. So, okay, this is going to be a quick fire, guys. Um, your thoughts on some international news items that we, you know, that we can go through really quickly. Uber's biggest investor, the, the Japanese uh, you know, financial monster that is SoftBank. Um, well, they're, they're Uber's biggest investor and they basically want Uber to leave um, their least lucrative markets right now, which really frankly comes down to India and wherever they are in Africa. Just leave. They are like um, we want you to concentrate on where on where on where you're making money and <laughs> and yeah and of course SoftBank also owns. Don't forget that they've got investments in Uber's rivals like India's Ola and China's DD. Um, so it, they ru- were rumored involved in the in the in the sort of machinations that ended up forcing uber out of china and and relinquishing to didi and that kind of thing what do you guys make of that come now we uber here musa and i we uber all the time um (laughs) yeah yeah what do you think maybe it's the
2: opportunity for an african um yeah ride hailing service to because uh, yeah i must say I'll, i'll really miss the convenience of uh, last year in Lagos You know Just whipping out my phone And, and getting an Uber And yeah. not having to Get currency And mm. so Yeah If we can still have Some kind of Cross-border solution That'd yeah. be amazing
0: And not taxify Strangely right No one ever says oh, I taxified here <laughs> They might have
1: But they never They never say that This <laughs> doesn't roll, quite Roll off the tongue. It doesn't roll off The tongue
0: as well But also I mean I've said this on the show before um, I only use them If if I'm coming to a show Like this And I want to be In a good mood For our guests I want to make this A good show so, and I know I'll pay Slightly less on Taxify But if if I need If I need to be there In a rush And I, I want to make sure The driver's not gonna Need me to navigate Us all the way Is gonna have airtime <laughs> or, or data To make sure They can navigate And that kind of thing yeah. Let's just say I'm not gonna Choose Taxify <laughs> but well, if, you have t- if, I'm feel- if i'm feeling like saving for an ice cream cone at the end of my yeah. and i'm you know no pressure you know uh and yeah maybe it's the weekend and i'm with my wife and i don't really notice what's going on when they're back together and i'm like okay then maybe tax yeah, I like yeah. but yeah i I, th- I think it's interesting that at the end of the day like we must never forget that these companies are not run or or based on altru on altruistic motives. No, all absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that to say that they are then by default evil companies like out to sort of milk the world and 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 take advantage of us. But let's just remember, guys. Yeah. Uber exists to to maximize shareholder investment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That is the yeah. pri- that's their primary. They're, they're here to help you get from A to B. They're here to keep, make it convenient for you to land in any country. And, and a lot of countries on the continent, EU, and the world, and and get around with ease. They exist for that purpose, but primarily they exist to make mm. the likes of SoftBank
1: yeah.
0: very wealthy.
2: Absolutely.
1: Very
0: wealthy.
2: But then they also need to remember it because I really um I get angry when I open Slack and they they give me some kind of message and it's like your friends at Slack. No, you're not my friend. <laughs> no, you're not my homies. Yeah. You're not my homies. Please, please, let's just keep this let's relationship this right. boundary clear. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, friends, like... or, or when you get like Mark Zuckerberg coming here and going, we need, we need to, no, we don't, we. <laughs> There's no we. There's Facebook over there, Facebook, you and Facebook and the billions you make. We care
2: about your memories. No, you don't. No, you you don't. want to increase my time on the app. Yes.
0: You want to make my, my, you want to ruin my marriage so that I'm here, the, I'm here all the time. Uh, you, you basically want me swiping left every day, you, so uh, you know, so I get you. I love that. That is so true, Anim. Um, so yeah, brand managers for these places. I'm so glad Musa is no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can really take the mic. So I mean we're only a month deep in 2018 and I've already encountered three questionable uh, pieces of content that are doing the rounds of social media. The ones I found quite of the most sort of concerning or disturbing I got via WhatsApp and um the reason you're here Anima is to, you know, help us determine how serious this fake news problem is on the continent and and sort of help us work out like which platforms are the most susceptible or the most rife with this problem. And um, I reckon before we dive into that, it might be fun to give people a sense of how things work at Africa check, um, Africa org. You should check them out. You, you've got some myths that you've busted recently that I think everyone should check out. I thought I'd just pick a few that stood out to me and then you can sort of, you know, respond as to, you know, where you're at in terms of that. Here's one. No, there's apparently no evidence that a child is kidnapped every 30 seconds in South Africa.
2: That's, yeah, that was also, um I think it uh, originated from WhatsApp. Um, but then somebody posted it to Facebook. 3,000 shares later, lots of panicked parents, you know, um, we got answered. And the police uh, record a child being reported missing about every 10 hours. Um, but most of those kids are found fairly quickly, you know. Um So, yeah, no data backs it up. There aren't a million kids, you know, being kidnapped every year. How many that's that... what it works out How to. How many? A million more than a million. More than yeah. a million. Yeah. So
0: yeah, we'd be in 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 sort of population regression. Yeah. Hashtag like bring back our
3: kids, fast. bring back our kids. <laughs> <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's
2: true because there's only about nine hundred or less than a million kids born every year. So, so yeah, yeah, we, we would, would think, very quickly be yeah. not here
1: anymore
0: <laughs> as a, as, as a sort of country. Okay, so um, then here's a question you guys you uh, sort of attempted to answer: Did at least fifty thousand Nigerians die from terrorism in 2017?
2: That, yeah, that was a critic of, um, the government that said that. He said, yeah, the, the official numbers are suspect and we can't believe them. And it's, it's that much. But, um, as you can imagine, recording those kind of things, uh, is tricky and it depends on how you define terrorism. Mm-hmm. So, and especially now with the Fulani herdsmen and those kind of clashes, you know, when, when does it cross the board, uh, the, the line from, you know, just being a criminal act to a terrorist act? Yeah. Um, but still, um, the, worst year on record for any country to lose people to terrorism was in Iraq and they lost 10,000 people. Mm. So um, for this to be true, given all the caveats, um, you know, it's it's very, very unlikely. unlikely. Mm. And most of most of the records um, show that it's around 7,000 people, which is um, absolutely tra- tragic. Yeah. It's but, still sad.
0: Mm. Mm. We understand. So we're not trying to minimize that loss no. and the, the value of life in any way. But we would need an Iraq, sta- an Iraq scale loss of life times five, mm. you know,
2: mm-hmm. for yeah. this for
0: this number to be true. Yeah, and
2: yeah. it doesn't help, you know, the search for solutions. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. So that people, you're not can... here to
0: embarrass people or to be like, don't listen to him or whatever. No, it's just I suppose it help. It's important that we don't let bad information impact our decision making. Yeah,
2: know. yeah, and yeah. our solutions and our solution.
0: Gathering. Okay, so uh okay, one or two more and then we have to get in. So this is because this is fun. I love this. <laughs> um so uh, Julius Malema, the head of the, the economic freedom fighters, the
2: and new master student at Wits yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's yeah, enrolled a for a master's degree at at the University of the Witwa strand oh, So, he so he's it. also
0: my vast teammate. I can now call Julius Malema my vast yeah. teammate. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in the same faculty. Um so I, I guess uh-huh. I won't be spotting him anytime soon. But um yeah, so he said education and jobs belonging. In the same WhatsApp group. <laughs> um, so really what he was saying is that uh, he, he was claiming that only about 5% of graduates are unemployed. Um,
2: yeah, uh, we checked that out. Yeah. Um, Status so A... Pro- produces the quarterly labor force survey and the latest one available is for the third quarter of twenty seventeen. And that showed that amongst graduates um the unemployment rate is five point four percent. So yeah, we rated it correct. So right, they belong in that, the dude.
0: <laughs> So this guy's been so okay, if you don't know Julius Malema Google him, we're not gonna go into him. But I mean he's just he 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 amuses me uh and <laughs> fascinates me to no end i mean he recently graduated with a degree i think it was last year wasn't he Um, because he'd been he he's such he's been such an important part of our political scenery here in south africa and when i say important i don't necessarily mean in terms of my support of him or anything like that i just mean he's just been a key player a key actor and he he took such vitriol from people who just wouldn't listen to him of what he was not a voice worth listening to partly because you've never been to varsity. Who are you? And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I, well, maybe I will then, you know, yeah. and he is getting a master's degree. from Yeah. No, the, the EF for. is
2: really championing my um, mm-hmm. education. I mean, um, with Lose, um, he got his doctorate last year and mm-hmm. they were all there and they're In the regalia. And, yeah, supporting him. So yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very excited. That it's exciting. They kind of make education sexy, you know? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's
0: what he does. I think he makes caring about, Um, issues sexy. I don't always agree with his methods or even some of the statements he makes, but I think the sort of level of conscientiousness, the average citizen, has towards like matters to do with, with civic matters. Mm. I think the EFF has done a lot to make that a cool mm. thing. Nevertheless, one more and hand-washing 101, Dettel's disease-busting claims under the microscope. <laughs> Just how likely are you to avoid diarrhea or uh, the flu by regularly washing your hands and how big a toll does diarrhea take among the very young? So Dettel obviously wanting us to believe that if you don't have them in your cupboards, mm. you're like, gonna die of diarrhea. <laughs> flu's gonna happen yeah, Listeriosis your, yes, Listeriosis is going to be your fate So <laughs> yeah, food poisoning Everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. so wh- mm-hmm. what do you guys reckon? Um,
2: yeah, so I mean, hand washing does help Yeah, But to put a percentage to I think we've known that to, for a while, yeah, 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 thank yeah. you
0: for the reminder mm-hmm. But yeah. not
2: the kind of like, you know Just opening the tap, um, splashing Your hands under it for <laughs> two seconds And then going, yeah. you really, the kind of Hand washing that makes a difference is like 20 seconds of like properly scrubbing your yeah. hands and it's very difficult to quantify that to say like uh, because they said it's 59% it reduces the the death toll so i mean it depends on the setting wow. it depends on De- the country
0: wow, like seriously you, the the 9 this is good for you like your wounds and like sanitizing your hands or adding to your to your bath water or your or your floor or your floor bucket to like we are saving lives <laughs> It's we crazy. are reducing the loss of life by like this massive.
2: Yeah, well, wow, I guys. mean, hand washing is an important aspect of hygiene. No, but dental
0: positioning. Yeah. As, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I get you, but yeah. I get you. Not to be unfair to them, but yeah. this is what they want us to feel or think. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. They, but they, and they were correct about saying that more children die per day due to diarrhea yeah. than from AIDS, malaria, and measles combined.
0: Okay. Yeah. I just think it's a little cheeky to sort of infer therefore that and of course they are part of the solution it's a some way, thing, yeah. but no, obviously can't you,
2: you can't just wash with anything you, yes. know? Like, you yeah. must wash with
0: that yeah, all yeah. Yeah. Just, so, re- just soap won't work so um, the
2: our message is wash your hands and be careful of the free man model. model exactly.
0: <laughs> 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 like so, like so I want us to take a listen to I want everyone to take a listen to this it's a whatsapp clip I received uh, from someone I trust recently someone I actually read so um I just got this out of the blue no no sort of preamble nothing i just this just landed in my on my phone take a listen
3: okay here's the thing you're not gonna believe this because um it's something that usually happens in the mo- in the movies sorry i've got hiccups it happens in the movies you know where there's um a break out of some digi- disease <laughs> And the government is like, no, 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 don't tell the people yet. And um, they contain it. The government sits on it. So today I had a passenger of mine who's been a passenger of mine for, for many years. She's a doctor for many years and she has worked for the government for many years also. She begged me, she pleaded with me and then she she was telling me that I'm telling you this because I care of you and please, even if you tell your family or your friends or your loved ones, do not reveal my, my name. There's a disease out there. The government is containing it, it's not telling people about it. It's in South Africa. It's called Listeriosis. I will send you the name so that you can Google it yourself. It has killed over 640 people. This woman was showing me classified government you know, documents on my flight today. And she was saying to me, please, even if you tell your family, you tell your friends, you, you tell your loved ones, please don't mention my name because I can lose my job over this. The disease is called Listerio- Listeriosis. So she was saying to me, listen, I'm not even a vegetarian, but please tell your family and your loved ones to stay away from chicken. So if you've got chicken in your fridge right now, please throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it up. Throw it away because it's going to kill you. Don't bite. Chicken licking, don't buy KFC, whatever that is chicken, even from restaurants, even if you, you sit in there, you wanna order food, do not buy chicken. Stay away from chicken. And the other thing is fruits. Also fruits. <laughs> if you want to eat fruits, that's okay. But but if you are used to just washing fruits for like you know, 10 seconds and then you eat it, she said, for fruit, you're going to have to wash it and wash it and wash it. Just wash wash your fruits like so, so many times, more than you are used to, wash that fruit. Whichever fruit you want to eat, just wash it properly, more than you are used to. The government is containing this. It's killing people, over 640 people. This is serious. This is from a very reliable source.
0: For those of you who aren't um, aware, South Africa is going through um, an outbreak. outbreak. It's an Mm -hmm. outbreak. There's Mm -hmm. been an outbreak of Listerosis, which is of course uh, really a, a bad stomach flu, right?
2: yeah it's a foodborne foodborne. uh, disease caused by bacteria caused by bacteria we also did a fact check it is the worst documented outbreak in global and yeah that that we know of
0: yes but this person's saying that there are people the government is intentionally keeping quarantined 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 or even preventing us from knowing about like this is on like serious conspiracy level stuff right yeah so this is from someone i rate and i say to him dude like this sounds crazy who's this and he's like oh i don't know i was wondering the same thing i'm like why are you sending me this because i trust you so i'm thinking you're sending me this as a heads up you understand yeah and if i if i hadn't asked him to clarify or i literally would have added that just subconsciously to to something i believe yeah you know yeah. so i suppose the question then is how bad is this problem Anim?
2: Um it's difficult to quantify, yeah to to um to say when it comes to whatsapp because you know it's encrypted, it's yeah, a closed messaging app um so we we don't we can't track it like you know a Facebook um post or a a tweet you know and you can see how many people it's reached so there are loads of rumors and and uh, myths and uh conspiracies that are floating around on whatsapp and the way we try to surface them is um by asking people to send it to us because we have a whatsapp line and the number is oh yes 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 <laughs>
0: this is key because this is pretty much the only way you can debunk this because yeah. it's being if we don't know about it if you don't it's know about difficult. it you can't help yeah it. okay
2: so it's it's plus two seven for south africa um seven three seven four nine seven eight seven five so oh, one here. more time one more time Plus two seven seven three seven four nine seven eight. Seven, five,
0: and we're going to promote this on our social as well and yeah. be in the show notes as well so
2: yeah so hit us up because because um yeah if we don't receive it from a crazy uncle you know or the whatsapp neighborhood, <laughs> the neighborhood group you know um, or someone you trust like me like literally yeah. this like,
0: a dude i'm like I rate, i'm like come now bruh. yeah yeah like but he people, should have at least said to me um yeah. homie i just got this this is crazy I, I don't know if this is true but check this out yeah but no it was literally like pop and i'm thinking whoa but you
2: you you followed fact-checking 101 perfectly because you should you should ask the person like well how do you know this is true how yeah where where does it come from what's your source Mm. so and often then when you when you ask somebody and they're like oh no i got it from i don't know even know where it comes from that Mm. should already tell you you know or like um should should set off warning bells uh, as to the authenticity of this
0: you've actually preempted my next question which Mm. was going to which is basically what sort of tools that you use at africa Mm. check you Mm. know um that your 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 staff and your team at africa check what sort of tools and tips can any of us african citizens actually global citizens listening to this podcast use to you know to not fall prey to, to fake news or alternative facts
2: yeah, well, Quote, the first tip is um, breathe. Take two seconds. <laughs> no, no, I want to share. I
0: want to share. Musa's got to know this.
2: Musa's got to know this right now. Because <laughs> those kind of messages, you know, they... they um, They elicit like this emotional response, this panic or this disgust or this outrage, and Mm. and the moment those kind of buttons are triggered for you, you really have to just step back. And I mean, like, take the every thirty seconds a child is kidnapped. You know, if you're a parent, you you know would immediately freak out, go and look at your child. (laughs) Yeah, um, Yeah. lock them in the house. before you've stepped back and tried to think, you know, how, how many kids would this actually entail, you know? So um, yeah, just, just stop for a moment and think of um, how would you know um, whether it's true? So you can Mm. ask the source Mm. or, I mean, what's easy is to, to Google whatever you've received. And oftentimes uh, we've seen like the same kind of uh, myths or rumors circulating around the globe so something you know like we saw in Malaysia um, people were sharing that um, criminals are putting um, nails and oranges and then putting it on the road and then drive through it which also kind of doesn't make sense because that you wouldn't became, that immediately... That came
0: by me like at least three or four times. That yeah. came through...
2: That was first used in Malaysia, you uh-huh. know, and then it travels to this country and then it comes to South Africa. So um, you may even find that it's been debunked or come to Africa Check and see if we've written about it before.
0: So that's something, that's, a, again, that's probably not the best way to try and puncture a tyre. probably. Is that what is? Exactly.
2: Yeah. I, I think, I mean, if it's going to stick in, you're going to get it more like a... It's not gonna slash your tires so that yeah. you immediately have to stop. So yeah. you know, so sometimes it's also just like a bit of common sense.
3: Okay. And I then people
0: you Like a year ago, whenever I saw that, I was like, Baby <laughs> you know oh my word yeah yeah
2: but we also spoke to the police and they had no such like, incidences yeah. we eat
0: oranges here
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it's food yeah.
1: it's not yeah. like yeah
0: so what else do you guys do because I'm, I'm sure because everyone's got google everyone's got uh everyone can breathe you know everyone can take a moment everyone's got google but yeah i mean you've got real journos working at, yeah you know, on these things um yeah, so... my concern is that w- the average person isn't equipped with like v- journalistic skills and training. So is this something only Africa check type level journalists can do like to seriously debunk uh, a myth or no. a questionable, uh, you know, information point?
2: No, people think it's like uh, wizardry, you know, like we have <laughs> magicians or we, we're, we're specially equipped people. It's, it's more like a, like I'm telling you, it's more like just having a bit of a skeptical um, reflex and just asking, uh, how do I know this is true? Mm. And that anybody can do. Mm. Um, anybody can Google, um and then you need to turn to trusted sources. So we've also seen lots of like weather warnings. You know, like uh, tropical storm danao will be hitting Harting tonight. You know, um, <laughs> so then you can go to the South African Weather Service because they—it's their job. Mm. There's actually it's law by law. You can be prosecuted if you. Knowingly spread like false weather warnings. It's wow. actually in, in wow. law, yeah. I mean, so I actually, did, yeah. I actually
1: did that once. There was a there, was a, there, was a, there was a tropical not maybe not tropical storm, but no no no. Wait, I'm, so disa- I'm disappointed. No, wait, uh, no, listen, like I haven't even me, heard the story, and my a, heart a is sinking. No, let me just. So I, mm. I had a meeting in Cape Town, uh-huh. and someone. There was actually a storm warning and someone, I thought the guy that I was trying to meet was trying to get out the meeting. So he sent me <laughs> a message saying, no, you know, there's a, there's a storm coming to Cape Town and like, you know, I don't want to put you in any compromise because I was flying to Cape Town. So I'm like, mm, this guy, why, you <laughs> know, please. Uh. so I actually called the weather service and the weather service was like, yeah, no, there's, there's a storm. It's definitely, so it was true. It was true. Yeah, it was oh, true. so. Yeah. Shame, my bad.
0: I should have given you a advice. Exactly. Of doubt. See, <laughs> but I, I, but you see what I did there. You skipped. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't think, but <laughs> at least didn't, I, breathe. I questioned. Yeah, I you didn't, didn't breathe. breathe. I right yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. forgot to breathe. So no, basically, you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. So more people need to do what Musa <laughs> did yeah. in that case. Yeah. yeah. Before they tweet or pass, uh, you know, uh, distribute to all their WhatsApp
2: uh, groups and. We spoke about it earlier, and yeah. it comes down to that responsibility. Like hmm. we now have tools that twenty years ago you know only a select few people in the world that you know mm-hmm. the ability to broadcast the ability to make you know videos mm-hmm. um yeah with that comes a, um, a bit of a responsibility and mm-hmm. don't share if you haven't verified it because yeah. people think oh but what's the harm you know like maybe i can warn somebody or um you know I, i'm not sure if this is true but rather let, let me share it um and safe then, than sorry. yeah that kind of attitude but As you know, with the algorithms and on social media, even though you may be sharing it like, oh, just passing it on as received, um, it signals that it's that it's popular, that it's important, that Mm. more people need to see it. So Mm. and then it goes viral and and you've helped um, Mm. create that. um, viral. So
0: we need to take the power in our hands, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. A little more seriously than we typically do. Mm. Yeah. Because this feels like a toy.
2: It does, yeah, but but you you're almost also like you're also a journalist in that mm-hmm. sense. You you have the power right. to to publish. So, um, but we also at Africa Check. So it's kind of like a two way pro- process. So we do debunking and we do the fact checking. But um, you can't just outsource your brain to us. So um, you know, like
0: <laughs> I like Breathe. I like how she says it so calmly. <laughs> like do you know, we get this all the time. Like people just come here and say, "Here's my brain," you know, like you just can't. please don't do that
2: um you know like so so we publish guides and we um you know give give our tips so just the day before yesterday we did like a really simple step-by-step how to do a reverse image search Mm. so um so that people you know that they can check because there were pictures about the cape town storm that weren't taken Mm. of yeah they were it was almost real but the pictures weren't mm. so you know um and that is on your toy you yeah. it's, it's it's you just easy. press and hold and you Voila. know can can it's check true. those yeah. kind of things so that's a great thing we yeah. have all this technology also that regular people can use to fact check mm. to verify to we're not to run helpless. a video through and
0: tell if this is yeah. actually Cape Town Seafront yeah, yeah. or mm-hmm. it was this actually like somewhere in Miami
2: <laughs> exactly yeah. or you know like the infamous shark it's like the most famous shark on the internet because it always pops up when there was a flood yeah. it's been in Houston it's been in Cape
3: Town <laughs> you, you must have seen it it's this guy sitting in
2: a car and then there's like a shark is like a shark
0: next to it. I'm yeah. gonna Google him. The shark. I haven't seen send yeah, it. And... You. Don't trust. And mean. then I'm gonna now I'm gonna share it immediately. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do.
2: So, so yeah, if you reverse image search, you would have seen that shark has been like all around the world. So, like
0: celebrity shark.
2: Yeah, yeah. So so this brings up
0: you bring up um, a couple of things for me. Um, let's start with the fact that you talked about the algorithms that we've got little little robots, little sort of software robots, deciding how to optimize dissemination of information through the social media sites and tech platforms that we all use every day, from Google to Facebook and all these other things, right? And and we all know that these little robots are optimized to create revenue for these companies who all, to some extent, deny being media companies altogether and also just claim to be here to make the world- A better fi- place. A better connected. place. Well connected. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, like, a low blow, guys, it's a low blow. On the 12th of April, all of us will gather in Cape Town and sing Kumbaya, the whole world, all of it. And it's not fake news. You heard it here first. So, and all because we're Facebook users. Anyway, so, so no, no, but here's my, here's my thing about, you know, so the algorithm, so in your view and in the line of work that you you do, what level of responsibility should these major platforms, many of them Silicon, Silicon Valley giants, should they play in participating in ensuring that we're all consuming the right content or is it really all on us as citizens
2: no uh, they definitely need to step up to the plate um how much they should get involved is obvious, obviously up for debate. we don't yeah. want to stifle free speech and um so facebook has started this um third party fact checking and we're hoping that it'll be rolled out to africa soon so we can participate so and there is this button that you can when you see a post you can flag it as a possible false news story Mm -hmm. and then um that would get sent to fact checkers to check out and then it would get a little label like disputed by third party fact checkers so Mm
0: -hmm. at facebook or um
2: on yeah on on Mm -hmm. on facebook so
0: so what i mean is the third party the 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 fact checkers are they facebook employees or no not?
2: um so we're part of this international fact-checking network okay. so and we're verified so there are five principles and you have to be transparent about your sources about your funding about your selection of claims um so there are a couple of things you have to openly correct your own mistakes so um have you made only- some yeah well everybody yeah. makes mistakes so um then we yeah. put it like
0: and you sort of say well, we, in we, bright we, lights yeah, yeah we we are we we got this wrong
2: mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah because we want to encourage that in other people so mm, if we try to hide our mistakes then other people yeah we don't we we want accurate information out there so um yeah is so the fifth one there
0: was four and then you the fifth one you said accurate, are you basically your sources or whatever? Don't
2: embarrass me. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. <laughs> yes. I, I should know it. I like after yes. it's, it's off my head. But, yes. um, but it's okay. But it, bring,
0: but it kind of brings me to the, the other question. The reason yeah. I'm asking about the Facebook thing mm. is because um, who facts che- who fact checks the fact checkers, the fact checkers and, and who's to say we can trust you? Or that association mm, of fact you... checkers. Mm. Um, and, and again, speaking to something you said earlier, which is, I think, totally um, pertinent, which is, you know, make sure that it's coming from a, a reputable source. Mm. Mm. Like, what's your thinking around, mm. like, determining that? So, no, firstly, well, how, do we, how do we satisfy ourselves that we should be buying into, you know, your fact checking brand or your.
2: No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't trust us. <laughs> you should trust the facts and mm. we provide I like said this on the show. I said this on the show.
0: Don't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, and that's where the transparency come in. Uh, mm. so we link to every single bit of data or source that we use. We don't use uh, anonymous sources. We don't use um, propriety data. Mm. Everything needs to be public. So the idea is that you can go through our fact check and go to all our sources mm. and verify it for yourself and, then um, see why we reached the conclusion that we did. And then agree or disagree with it so mm. again you can't just now oh but africa checks around so i don't have to think i don't have to <sighs> yeah. you know um, you use my brain <laughs> i'm just gonna blindly trust them no um sorry <laughs> you have to like yeah but i mean we we do take great care in our fact checks and we go um like yesterday my colleagues actually drove to nail Spread for the day then back to um go and do a fact check so to Wow. do a physical fact check so so i mean we put in the legwork we do the calls yes. we try to get the best best data but in the end um we also human and we yes. sometimes make mistakes but um we try take all the care yes. in the world not to not to make mistakes and then we have this body that adjudicates like our work and once a year we need to get accredited once once more mm. so um you can raise a dispute or you know uh, if you can prove that we haven't lived up to those principles, you you can report us. And so, you guys
0: might lose your certification.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then so I like are... the other
0: thing you mentioned about the crowd, the fact that the reason I think it's really important that we put your WhatsApp number out there is because I think that's part of the process. I think that's what the the internet, I think that's one of the best things the internet engenders, this ability for us to actually participate in ways we couldn't before. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's really important that people make full use of the crowdsourcing yeah. opportunity yeah. to actually participate, to see this as part of your civic duty as a citizen of your country, of Absolutely. the continent, of the world. Yeah. Like if you don't like the the mix of topics Africa check is covering or Pesa check, who, mm-hmm. you know, we've had Musa, uh, Musa Kalenga, Eric Mugendi on the show, or any one of the fact checkers out there. If you don't like the job Facebook has started to do elsewhere, um, how are you personally participating in that process?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, t- yeah. Take part. Take part. Um, change the story. Ta- yeah. Change
0: the story. And so I think the last thing I want us to talk about. Uh, did you no, want to no, say no, yeah. And so I, the last thing I, you know, I want to take advantage of your being here is Musa and I were talking that yes, just yesterday, actually, about how even when truth is being peddled, right? And I say peddled because. Newspapers are here for the public good, they'd like to, we'd like to think. But really, there are media organizations trying to make money. And at the end of the day, they are gender-driven. And commercial agendas at, at every sort of media outlet has never been more of a sort of problematic
3: mm.
0: issue than yeah. it ever Falling has been. Falling
3: revenue. Falling yeah.
0: revenue, et cetera. This ANN7 debacle, if you don't know what's going on with ANN7, one of the, the sort of 24-hour news channels based in South Africa, the fact that they'll be closing down, likely closing down soon google that and, and, and you'll understand what's going on and what's at stake and you don't even have to, to google that you, in, in every country in the world yeah this is a problem newspapers out, all sorts of outlets but here's the thing my brother and i crashed my parents car as when we were kids we were in the sixth grade or whatever. my brother was in the seventh or something like that we didn't couldn't drive didn't have licenses we thought we'd surprise my mom by reversing the card of the garage and she'd find it in the <laughs> drive going "Whoa, who did this <laughs> so it didn't work out so well um so all the leading publications in the world could pick this story up as a factual sort of historical account mm-hmm. of the the as part of like the origin story of this young black African boy named Andile mm-hmm. and they could decide especially if they discovered that their readers were into it that this is something we want to punt every week on our front page, yeah, right It's factual <laughs> it actually happened. Mm-hmm. But it would, but but the agenda driving the dissemination of those facts and the way it's disseminated, the way it's framed, could in fact start to affect me in real ways. Like perhaps I'll never get a driver's license. I'll mm. never be allowed to drive in another country, never be allowed a visa to travel mm. to other countries. I might not even get finance for, for mm-hmm. a home if that's what I'm looking for. Because that could be like negative mm. impact. So I say all of that to say the role of agenda can't be
2: mm.
0: ignored. Yeah. The role of agenda. We at the African Tech Roundup, we're open about the fact that we totally embrace our agenda setting mandates in the context of everything that's either being misstated or oversimplified about the emergence of tech and innovation and how it's being deployed and how it's actually changing lives and how it's impacting our economic or socioeconomic situation on the continent. We're here for that. Mm. And we're here we don't mind being corrected, but we're here to participate and our agenda is we want Africa to work. And this is going to help do that. So in, in this fact-checking world, how, do you account for that in any way, even in deciding like what's a great source to push people to, what's a reliable source, what, who can we trust? Like if you get data from say KPMG or PwC and all these surveys that tell you so many percent of this and so much penetration, who, that, how much of all of that do you factor into like deciding who we can trust?
2: Sure. Welcome to my daily job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, you have to question um, every source and lots of time. I mean, no data is perfect. Mm. Um, you can't have absolute like a certainty. Um, you have statistical um analysis you know confidence intervals all those kind of things so i think what you touched on is important that's that transparency and setting out the limitations to what you know and so we we try to when we fact check to explain to you exactly how that data was gathered um you know what the possible um gaps in it would be so that it's not not a case of us insisting that this is 100 percent, you should trust it um it's perfect but to make you aware that because yeah especially in in africa um there, there there is there are data gaps surveys aren't done that regularly um or rigorously are, and or rigorously Um so so we have to make do with what's out there. And at least if you acknowledge the gaps and the what what, what needs what isn't accounted for, you already help somebody along mm. the way to understanding a problem.
1: Mm. Well
0: done. Thank mm. you, Amin. I mean, I mean. We've got a very good friend of the show, Amin um, oh. at Acrobites Paris. So I keep saying yeah. I keep mixing your name up. <laughs> so if I said Amin several times in this episode, please Please will give me, folks. Uh, <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, um, you know, I'm going to thank you in a minute, but uh, I must thank Africa Tech Summit Kigali uh, one last time for sponsoring this episode of the African Tech Roundup. Yeah. It's happening, folks, in Rwanda on the 14th and 15th of February. We're there. We're there, man. Uh, Are you we can't wait I'm not flying
2: via Paris. I'm not flying via Paris,
0: thankfully. <laughs> Kigali's turning into a bit of a, a hub yeah, no, in no, for no, the region, no, so joking. thankfully. Oh, my word. Oh, yeah. So, the part of the reason we, we skipped and I'm at this point we're glad, we're glad we skipped the, the EU AU startup fair mm-hmm. um, for many other reasons which we won't go into now but we, we, were, uh, we there was a chance we were going to attend and then realized we needed five we needed to take five days off to get into Abidjan um, in and out of Abidjan, uh, you know. So I mean, that that was just ridiculous yes. for like one day. Uh,
2: and you had to get a visa.
0: And the visa, and mm-hmm. so we didn't attend. But that's just another example of why we're really grateful. Kigali is not so. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> certainly it's happening on the 14th, the 15th of February. We look forward to seeing you guys there. It's an aw- awesome conference and opportunity to to connect with over 250 tech and innovation ecosystem players from across the, uh, the continent and beyond. Uh, we're media partners, as we've mentioned before. Uh, Um, you know, we'll be facilitating discussions on stage and off stage as well. Um, So we look forward to to seeing you there. Book yourself a seat uh, by heading straight to africatechsummit.com. That's africatechsummit.com. And um, again, if you're in Kigali early, as in the day before, a bunch of us will be um, in the Marriott Kigali uh, Iriba bar which is actually in the same the same hotel that's hosting the event um, so if you're in the area and you're there early come in you know join us for you know drinks and have a chat but uh, between around 4.30 and 6 p.m uh, we'll be out there and um, yeah look forward to seeing you there but now it's time for me to thank our guest for the day Anim van Reyk of Africa check Czech, Africacheck.org check them out participate we, we can't hunt enough the importance of the work they do And like she said, this isn't about us like putting them on a pedestal um, as people who are somehow infallible or you know hyper trustworthy. We we couldn't possibly. Uh, trust them to that extent and that's because we all have a role to play in making sure that the content and the information we consume is to the right sort of standard of truth and decency and, and accuracy and all the other th- good things that um, we look for in good information and so yeah but I, I must thank you for being here I mean uh, you, we need to do this again. Yeah, yeah. that's
2: fun thank yeah, you. Yeah
0: yeah absolutely and then of course the homie Musa in the discussion was quite, Musa has had an exhausting week yeah. um, pressed, launched, like interviews and stuff. Congrats, my friend. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um, I'm very... I couldn't be more glad that the hard work you put into being a good person and to being a great entrepreneur is is starting to pay off and people are starting to see what I see because they hear me like punch you and they think oh please <laughs> this guy is paid this guy is paid
3: to, he's paid
0: to make Musa sound amazing because he needed a co-host and stuff and um, he's my age mate but he's also a mentor mm. that's straight up and down because you, you know you're really that still thank you sir so, I really appreciate it so yeah all, more power to you buddy <laughs> thank you and really. yeah and more power to you Africa and the rest of the world All of you who listen, join us again. Uh, But until next time, do take care.